Okay, you guys, let's get into this week's podcast. So uh, before we even get started, I just want to thank everyone. We have hit a million downloads on Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I'm super excited. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support and following me on YouTube and social media and things like that. So super excited, but let's get into this week's uh, topic because it's a good one. And I know it's a lot of people struggle with this and it's letting go of resentment. So, um, you know, something that we've all faced at one point or another is the feeling of someone disappointing us. You know, we live in a world where we have this belief that everyone should think and feel the way we do. Now, I know if you're reading this, that you have a lot of anger probably inside of you regarding something or someone Um, that has betrayed you or a disappointment that you faced. And, you know, it's difficult to let go of what was supposed to be or the feelings that you feel. Um, And it just kind of keeps us stuck in this like pattern of living out this resentment year after year. And if you've gone through any kind of a difficult breakup or where someone has left you or abandoned you or cheated on you, whatever that looks like, Even if it's not, even if it's just coming from your past and maybe, you know, dad wasn't who you wanted him to be or your brother wasn't the kind of guy that, you know, you wanted it for a big brother in your life. Whatever the situation is, just hanging on to that level of frustration and anger, it literally is, it keeps you stuck for years and years. And most people say, you know, why does it even matter? Why does it even matter that I get rid of all of this stuff? Like, who cares? You know, I'm angry or I'm frustrated and I have a right to be. And absolutely, you know what I mean? I always say you got to feel everything. You got to feel what you have to feel, but you can't stay stuck there. And you have to kind of learn where, when am I actually getting stuck in a place? And I think most people don't even really realize that they're stuck in these cycles because they just live them time and time again. But if you really examine what it is you feel resentful for or resentful of, are you still upset? And if you are still upset and it happened to you five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it looks like, then there's something, I don't want to say something wrong with you, but there's some lack of responsibility that you're taking for your own life that you're still feeling this way all these years later. You can still feel remnants of frustration, anger, resentment, whatever that looks like, but at some point, we can't keep pointing the finger and we have to actually point it within and say, okay, yep, this happened to me, yep, this wasn't fair, yep, I'm still angry, but what do I do about that anger? You know, like, do I keep it stuck inside and have it kind of just not even ruin my life, but just keep me stuck in complaining or negativity. And, you know, then that becomes a choice. And if you're really diving hard into self-development, law of attraction, manifestation, like, you know, your vibration is everything. Your energy is everything. And if you want to live this great life, then it is a decision that you make to stop holding on to anything that is negative and toxic and learning how to really heal. So if you are going to feel, you know, the resentment, regardless of what someone did, if you need to feel that resentment, regardless of what someone did, then that person actually has control over you. And for this girl, that was not something that I was willing to do. So, you know, no one's making you feel angry. No one's making you feel frustrated or any of the uncomfortable feelings that you feel. Those feelings you are choosing to feel no matter what someone has done to you. And there's a really deep level of responsibility and freedom 
that comes with that because then that means you actually get to decide how you handle things. This is where the ego starts to dissolve and the ego starts to kind of um, go away and that higher self in you starts to really come to the forefront because now you're consciously living your life versus living it through ego. Now, I know if you, you know, I know where you are and I know how you feel. And I have dealt with the same levels of anger and feelings of resentment as you. So I at least understand what you've been through. And what I'm, what I'm always trying to get people to really grasp and understand with these concepts is nothing that I'm saying is easy. And I'm not trying to say like, let go of that anger, just let go of it like real quick, real quick, because it's easy to let go of the anger and resentment if you've practiced this skill time and time again. It's easy to let go if you have taken responsibility for your life. It is easy to let go when you make a decision that I literally don't want to be stuck in this cycle anymore. Then it becomes easy, but it's not going to be easy to do if you've never done this before in your life. If you've never fully, fully taken responsibility for your life and your happiness, it is not going to be easy to let go of this because you have habitually trained yourself to put how you feel in someone else's lap. Now, again, I'm not talking about dealing with normal frustrations of, you know, something just happened to you and you have to process what it is that you're going through, an abandonment, a betrayal, you know, something not working out the way you want it to, etc. We're humans, we're not robots. So there is a process of letting go and accepting and grieving and all of those things that you kind of have to go through. I'm literally ebbing and flowing my hand right now. I'm just like, you got to flow the wave here. You know, you have to deal with what it is that's in front of you. I'm talking about when enough time has passed, which would have given you the time to really do that ebbing and flowing, really, you know, go with the wave and feel what you need to feel and deal with the the anger or the frustration. I'm talking about the people that still feel this way, still are angry, still are bitter, still are resentful years and years and years later. That's where you're not taking responsibility for your life and you're putting your happiness in someone else's lap. So really what you want to get out of this, the full takeaway is that to fully move on, you have to let go. Now, when we experience someone disappointing us or leaving us or abandoning us, like I've said, our ego is bruised and our wounded self, it is going to feel that pain. And this is why it's so important to learn how to self-parent because what most of us didn't learn is how do you, when you go through these experiences, how do you actually move away from that emotional thinking, that ego side of us into more of a logical side where we can rationally think so we can help move ourselves through. And I'm I'm not talking about rationally thinking to get yourself out of how you emotionally feel. I'm talking about being able to sit in the emotional space of what it is you feel and feel it and see it and hear it and deal with it. That is part of it because I feel like I'm rhyming now. Because if you don't sit in the emotion of what it is that you have experienced, you are not going to heal and that's called suppression. So we can't suppress what we feel 
what what happens is if you don't deal with how you feel and you suppress it, then you live in resentment and not wanting to let go. So step one is we have to actually feel it. Step two is once we have felt it, then we have to rationally or logically see everything for what it is. Take full responsibility for ourselves because that will keep you from becoming stuck in that negative cycle because then it becomes a choice that you make to stay stuck in the cycle. And it takes a choice of wanting to blame everyone and everything for the reasons why you feel the way you do. So the reason for this and the reason why we get stuck in these negative cycle, the reason for this is you will be able to see the situation for what it is and help yourself through the anger that you feel. And this is why when I talk about self-parenting and I talk about detachment, this is really what I'm talking about right now is learning how to You can see the levels of this. You can see the step-by-step process in a way where you have to learn how to feel something. You have to learn, and most people don't know how to do that. Let's just keep it real. Most people don't feel anything. They weren't taught how to feel. They weren't given safe spaces to feel. A lot of times this is what therapy is really, really good for is to be able to sit in that space where you can go back to that time, to that place where you felt that emotion, sadness, anger, you know, fear, whatever it looked like, and you are sitting with someone else that's actually holding that space for you to feel what it is that you really need to feel. That's a really, really powerful moment because you begin unleashing everything that you weren't able to unleash at that moment in time. So that's great stuff. And that's kind of like step one. Let's actually start feeling some stuff. Let's not judge the stuff that comes up. Let's make sure we validate the stuff that comes up. And The non-judging and the validation is what you get in therapy. Now, the key is being able to then be able to do it for ourselves because when I hear people that, you know, they're in therapy for years and years and years and they still don't feel better, it absolutely breaks my heart because there are key skills that you're not learning how to do for yourself because the therapist or whoever you're with is not holding your hand to teach you how to be able to do these things yourself. They're just like the typical parent growing up where they're there for you, but they're not transforming or you know, turning around what they're doing for you and teaching you how to then do it for yourself. And I think that's where parenting really goes wrong. We've gone leaps and bounds in parenting over the years. And you know, you hear things about conscious parenting and things like that. But where parents, I think, really struggle too is they have the best intentions and they're doing all the right things. And don't get me wrong, doing the right things is better than doing the wrong things. So you're going to obviously help your kids out. But it goes the next step further to how do you then teach the bird how to fly for themselves? You know, how do you teach the bird how to actually go and get their own food or do these things for themselves and not just always you doing them. You can do them still, but teaching um, the bird how to do it for themselves as well. I digress. But so step one, let's feel everything. Step two, you have to learn how to detach because the only way you can get out of a negative cycle, because remember the mind likes to do what it's always done. The ego loves to blame everything on everyone. So it's really, really easy to get stuck in negative cycles because on some levels, that's how your mind operates right now. It's not until you start to really reprogram yourself that you don't get trapped in these negative cycles because you start to really take responsibility for everything. 
And then that becomes power because then you get to actually decide how you want to handle things versus you just unconsciously living your life and going through these cycles over and over again. And then of course, you know, you suffer. I mean, essentially, you know, let's not get into it too, too deep, but you essentially suffer. You don't get the things you want, you live a miserable life, you're resentful, and you're stuck with all of this negativity and just pointing the finger at everyone else. And everyone else is moving on with their life and you're still stuck feeling exactly the way that you feel. So now if something tragic happens, if, you know, something tragic that just happened to you, for example, you know, maybe you just found out your partner betrayed you and you are, you know, you're going to have to go through the stages of grief. So this is why it's so important to do what we just talked about, because most people, they want to avoid all of that because they you know, it's not always pleasant and it's not fun. No one signs up to go through grief. No one signs up to have a crappy day. No one signs up to actually do this work. Most people that go through this kind of like awakening process, they don't raise their hand and say, you know what, I'm kind of bored with life and I think I really want to awaken today and just go through this dark night of the soul and go through all of this pain and anguish that I have to go through in order to like tear away all those old sides of me and really learn all of this beautiful stuff that I know that I need to learn in order to be who I want to be, to be healthy, to be happy, to take full responsibility of my life, to manifest things. No one signs up for that. (laughs) I don't know anyone that does. And maybe some people do, but I know for sure I didn't. But these situations happened in my life that caused me to actually go through this process. And so Because you're feeling everything that you're feeling because of what you just went through, people want to just go straight to telling themselves that they don't care or this doesn't bother me. And, you know, perhaps the worst thing in the world is to go straight to anger and not even go underneath that anger to see what's really there, which always, always, always lives the sadness and the disappointment. And I think people really mask sadness and disappointment with anger. And that's where they really, really, really get tripped up. And it's something that I I know when I really learned this, I was like, wow, I guess I'm actually not angry. You know, I never was a rageful person. I think because I'm highly sensitive, because I'm that empath, I could always go to the sadness a little quicker than most people. But most people that have that really big ego in front of them, they go straight to the anger. And I'm sure you know those people. I'm definitely thinking of some right now <laughs> where they don't really like to live in the disappointment and the sadness and really get to the root of what it is that they feel. They just immediately want to mask it with the anger and they think that the anger is really what they're feeling when it's not. And so really learning how to go through the process of grieving and you know breaking down these layers of what it is that you feel I mean, if you want to call it psychology and touchy-feely and crunchy stuff or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's, it's humanness and it is mental health and it is emotional health and it is what you were supposed to actually learn in order for you to be healthy, to live in this world where we have an ego, where we have a past, where we deal with disappointments, where we deal with fear, where we deal with stress. And so in order to live a great life and be happy, you have to learn how to deal with life. And this is a huge part of it. So something really, really powerful that I learned while I was going through my journey was that my happiness was my responsibility. And and that concept, if you really, really understand that, it allowed me to really begin to understand that Everyone has wounds, 
everyone has traumas and that allowed me to um, really see that, wow, people really behave the way they do because of what they went through. It allowed me to stop taking things so personally that their behavior and that their character are manifestations of the wounds that they're still carrying around inside of them. So when we go back to the betrayal, when we go back to someone disappointing us, when we go back to someone saying something hurtful, someone being passive aggressive, someone giving us the silent treatment, whatever this looks like, whatever it looks like, understanding that how they feel is on them. What they do is because of them. Yes, it might be a really, when people say to me, well, you know, it doesn't really make any sense because it takes two people to be in a relationship and they have a right to be upset because you did this or you said that. Okay, fine. You can feel what you need to feel. But again, we go back to, but you got to take responsibility for that regardless of whatever happens. So if you're not happy with me because I said this, I laid this boundary down or the standard down. If you're unhappy with me because I cheated or whatever that looks like, then yes, what I did is about me. How I handled myself or how I feel or what I said or what I did is about me. But what I'm doing is I'm not taking responsibility for that. I'm projecting it onto you and I'm pointing the finger at you. Set meaning I did this because you did this or I'm upset with you because of this. I still have to deal with how I feel and handle that. When I started really understanding those kind of concepts and that, I mean, that's, let's keep it real. That is some deep stuff. If both people can fully own how they feel, now that doesn't mean they're going to respond all the time in such a mindful, conscious, calm, you know, no ego way. People spend their lifetime trying to let go of the ego and trying to really like heal from their past. And unless you dedicate your entire life to doing this process, you're, you're human. So you're going to react and you're going to say something that you shouldn't and you're going to do something that you shouldn't. But I think it's about coming back to that. Am I self-aware that when someone brings something to my attention that I can own it? And am I self-aware that this is my stuff that I'm putting onto you? When you start doing that inner work by yourself, you take full responsibility for all that stuff. And that's a really, really powerful thing because your happiness is only contingent on you, not anyone else, not anything else. You can be perfectly happy with whatever you have, wherever you are, if that's how you choose to live your life and if that's how you choose to take charge of your life and how, and how you want to view your life. So it's all really about the decisions that we make and the choices that we make in our lives that dictate our happiness, that dictate the future that we want to have, that dictate the goals that we want to achieve. So when I started seeing other people's wounds come out in these you know, unhealthy ways, it allowed me to not take everything so personally. And wow, I mean, that's a really freeing thing. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't take things personally that I could do this every single time because, yo, you catch me on the bad day of me being tired or hungry or just going back into that like unconscious side of myself. Yeah, I might be a little reactive because I'm a human being. But for the most part, even if I was reactive, I could still take a step back and see what was actually happening. And that allowed me to kind of self-reflect so I didn't stay stuck in these cycles or I didn't even allow myself to go into the cycle because I took that step back and I could see something for what it really was. 
um, when someone did or you know said something that was unkind to me, I of course felt the hurt because I'm human, but it didn't take you know it didn't st- it didn't stay with me for too long, and I quickly went to the other side of the coin to figure out like okay. Why is this person doing this? Why did this person do what they did? Why did this person say what they say? And, you know, and not just allow myself just to be reactive and living in that ego state. So that ability to rationalize uh, with my thoughts and it kind of contributed to me not taking what they did as a reflection of me. Wow. That, I mean, first of all, that allows, what I just said basically allows me to not live in that negative cycle of me getting caught up in all those emotions. It allowed me to stop right in my tracks from me going down a rabbit hole and it affecting my self-esteem, it affecting my self-worth because I didn't take what you did as a reflection of me. I mean, that's powerful stuff right there. So I also began to ask myself an important question, which is, what role did I play in this happening? I mean, that's, that's taking responsibility for my own self 110%. So what role did I play in this? Not saying that I contributed to this actually happening to me, but if I can really learn from every experience, how was I interacting with you? What could I have done better? Was there something that I did that did cause you to react in a certain way? Can I, can I really own that? So maybe, you know, if I came from the low self-esteem or the codependency, you know, maybe I was coming from a little bit of lack or, you know, I allowed people into my life that had no business being there. When I started really asking that question and like kind of thinking like, all right, like how did I, why did I, what happened that this, this caused this to happen? Okay, if, if that person is doing what they do because of their wounds and their own insecurities, then what role did I play where my wounds and my insecurities were at the forefront? Like, wh- what do I really need to transcend here and heal that would allow me to maybe not be in this situation again? How can I really grow from this experience? And what is this experience trying to teach me? So while nothing that I did warranted what the other person's behavior was, it was important for me to be able to self-reflect. And I gotta be honest, that is like the no-nonsense of self-development where it's a hard, hard look at you. When I coach people, especially when I coach couples, this is not about us pointing the finger at anyone else. This is about how can we fully take responsibility for ourselves? What can we learn from the situations that we're faced? So I knew facing some of these really hard truths would allow me to do better next time, whether I was dealing with the same person over and over again, or whether this was me just growing so I can have better relationships going forward. Taking responsibility for a part that I might have played in this relationship gave me the tools to begin to grow and take that next relationship or that experience and really help me to then, like I said, have the relationships or the things that I really wanted in my life. So when I began to fully take responsibility for my life in this way, that meant that my happiness was on me. I could no longer point the finger at anyone else. It was my job to take care of my feelings regardless of what someone did to me. 
which here we go with self-parenting. And it also meant, and if you've you know, heard any of my stuff or listened to me for a long enough time, you'll know that I always say 80-20 rule. So this meant that now I was going to be 80% of the time taking responsibility for myself and my happiness and that I was taking care of myself most of the time versus giving my happiness to someone else. And most people live their life by the flip. They can take care of themselves 20% of the time, but 80% of the time they need someone to like them. They need someone to validate them. This is where codependency comes into play. So it was my job to help my heart heal so that this experience didn't break me. It was my job to, you know, learn how to stop creating these fears and insecurities that didn't need to be there and not indulge in these stories that's, that's, you know, kind of has to do with that negative cycle, not really indulging in those stories that would either keep me stuck, take me down a rabbit hole, or make my life worse than what it was before the situation even happened to me. So what I'm saying is do not allow someone else's stuff to influence your level of self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-love. So when you understand this, You don't take what people do personally. And when you don't take what someone does personally and you fully accept your own life and that this is your life and you take responsibility for it, it, it's really easy to start letting go. It's really easy to like move on. It's really easy to let go of the resentment and the bitterness and the anger. It's really easy to be able to forgive. So you do not take what people do so personally and that is the most freeing thing most powerful thing that you will learn because at the end of the day, when something else happens to us, we have to experience all of the feelings of grief, all of the feelings of sadness, frustration, and anger. It's a part of the human experience. Like we've said, it is part of the process. But once we get to that place of releasing all of that emotion, you are now at a crossroad. Like I always say, you got to be able to feel it in order to heal it, in order to deal with it. Once you have felt it, you are now at a crossroad. This is where you ask yourself, do I want to stay where I am or do I want to start moving on? The challenge then becomes when you choose going down the healthy road, but knowing that throughout the day, you know, for a while, you're you're going to be faced with that crossroad again. Because remember what I said, the mind likes to do what it's always done. So it's always focused on pointing the finger at someone else. It's always focused on blaming someone else for why I'm, I don't feel the way I do or have the things that I want to have. So then in, if you're not self-aware, you're going to feed that story. You're going to feed the ego and you're going to get stuck in that cycle. And then you got to pull yourself out and you got to do these steps all over again. So every time you're faced with the same triggers, the same insecurities, the same flashbacks, you know you are now at a crossroad of do I feed this which will keep me stuck and going down the same path that I've always gone down? Or do I want to begin walking in a different direction? And what is it going to take if I do want to begin walking in a different direction? That's the growth. That's where real change actually starts being made. That's where reprogramming comes into play because you're not, you're no longer doing the same things that you've always done. So for most people, you know, they don't even realize resentment comes from anger. They just live in anger. So when you don't process your anger, it turns into resentment. When you experience resentment, 
you know, you experience resentment when you choose anger repeatedly over and over again, when you choose to feed that story time and time again. So in order to actually handle your anger, you have to come to terms with one very important factor. And I've said it time and time again, and I'll say it forever and ever because it's really true. And I never knew this is that anger was really just sadness. And it was the sadness that I didn't want to feel because someone disappointed me. And, and that's the case for everyone. Anyone I know that lives in resentment and anger, it's the sadness of the disappointment that you feel in someone else. And you feel on some levels that by staying stuck in this anger and not dealing with the sadness or the disappointment that it actually serves you and it doesn't. And the people that can't even really go there are just the people that are basically like fluffy. They're just fluffier souls. They don't, they're not deep individuals. They're not people that take responsibility for their life and their happiness. They're not people that challenge themselves. They're not people that want to grow and do things better. They're just, for some reason, they're just happy living in the same cycles over and over again. So, and I know, again, I can think of a couple people and I'm sure you can too. So when you think of those people, I want you to self-reflect in terms of your own self and where do you stay stuck in these cycles? You know, at what point do you feel like you get stuck? Is it living in the anger and not feeling the sadness? Is it being able to feel the sadness but not being able to detach from it enough for you to look at yourself at that crossroad? Is it I can look at myself at the crossroad but then I struggle with, you know, going in a different direction because it just pulls me in the, the, you know, the direction that I've always gone into. That's a real thing is to be able to like fully own this. What step, at what step of the game do you really stay stuck in? So for me, taking full responsibility for my happiness, like I've said a thousand times tonight or today, um, meant allowing myself to feel everything without judgment. Here we go with basically sitting on the couch in the therapist's office. So It meant not allowing myself to stay in a place for too long that was not going to serve me. I had to take responsibility for that. I had to be the adult in my own self to say, no, 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 we're not, we're not staying there anymore. We felt what we needed to feel and it's not good for us to stay there for too long. And I do think sometimes this is where therapy goes wrong is they allow you to stay in a place for too long of validating and validating rather than saying or challenging you in some way to say, are you done? What do you think? Uh, you know, how can we grow? How can we, what do we need to learn? Like, how can we move on from this experience? However, you know, the most loving, healthy, tactful way you can say that to a person. And I think I'm just going to assume that it really based on the, has to do with the person themselves. You know, there are times where I'm sure, you know, where you're talking to someone and you know, whoa, you are not done yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you still need to hundred percent feel what you need to feel because there's an ugly cry happening right now. You're not going to stop someone in the middle of an ugly cry and say, are you done yet? But you can always sense, especially my empath, especially my highly sensitive people, you know that you have the capability to see, are, are we done? Because I think we're done and now we're just stuck in a cycle of repetitive, negative behavior that isn't serving you anymore. And being able to call someone out and say, you know what, you keep doing this over and over again, that's actually not serving you. Those are the people that really have your best interests at heart. So I had to learn how to balance between giving myself space to feel, but not letting myself become so angry that it turned into resentment or bitterness. 
that's the balance. And the only way you can really, really balance that is on some level if you can start to detach and have a little bit of that, you know, go deep a little bit to really feel, am I done yet? You know those times where you've complained or you've vented and you are done. You know what I mean? And now you're just doing this because it's a habit. So being able to kind of like knock on the door, just like any best friend would do, and, you know, really say, hey, are, are we good? Can we move on from this? You know, there has to be some adult inside of you that really takes control um, and just, you know, gives that loving nudge or maybe even sometimes that kick in the butt to just say like enough now. We can't keep doing this anymore. So the minute you know that you've gone down the wrong direction is when the person begins to ruminate in your mind all day, every day. When you start to go back to old ways, you'll see that, okay, here we go. I'm obsessing now about this. This person's stuck in my mind. Um, You're seeing them in your dreams. You're thinking about them in the shower. You replay the event over and over again. And you don't even have any like control over the fact that this is happening. It's almost like your mind is just doing this like just robotically, unconsciously. And you're on this ride and you're really trying to get off of it. So this is when it's time to get get off the hamster wheel. This is when you know like, okay, now I'm in an addictive state of overthinking and you will begin to keep reinforcing those negative habits if you choose to go there because no one is helping you to get off the ride and that's why it's so important that you know we take full responsibility for ourselves it's so important that the adult in us really learns how to take over and this is what i talk about with my clients constantly it's what i teach in my programs no matter what program i create i always 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 talk about these basic basic skills and this is what it is is learning how to do this so you can help yourself in all of these areas of life because these skills you utilize when you are forgiving when you are letting go when you are processing anger when you're dealing with stress when you feel anxiety when you don't have you know the confidence to go and talk to that pretty girl um or apply for that job, or start your own business, it begins with you learning how to be the adult to yourself, you learning how to take care of yourself, you learning how to detach, you learning about other people and your own wounds and your own triggers. So if you guys are interested, I always link everything uh, down below in terms of all my courses and working with me. But anyways, so one thing that I just want to kind of leave you with is Really practice having more control over your mind and don't allow yourself to create these unhealthy habits. Because remember, what you keep doing time and time again is just going to reinforce either positive things or negative things. And when you take responsibility for yourself, you decide not to keep ruminating with those negative things. So I hope that this has helped you guys and I will see you next week.